Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions. Connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs, across the world or across town. And now, the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. One of the most amazing things, if you read the Bible, is looking at it from a missional point of view. Um, I'm not necessarily believing I did that all my life. Early on, I saw it as a practical way of living, of growing in Christ. And as I grew and saw the Great Commission and so forth, I saw the missional part all the way through to Genesis to Revelation. And that brings us to the point of the purpose of this program we call Exploring Missions is to try to get all of the people who listen involved in missions knowing that they have a purpose. Uh, Yes, the purpose for living is to glorify Christ. And in glorifying Christ, it brings glory to Him And other people see that, and they're drawn to him, which is missional. So, again, that's why Exploring Missions exists. This is Bert Harper, as it was said earlier, along with Nathan Harper. And Nathan, uh, again, looking at the Bible missionally really creates excitement and, I I would say, vision of what God wants us to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as we read God's Word— And it, you know, it comes alive into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, we're not just reading something that happened in the past, but we uh, are becoming active um, participants in what God's doing uh, currently. And that goes beyond just our own personal lives. It includes uh, the, the whole world. And so knowing that uh, we can be on mission in God's world today uh, is, is really exciting as we see that's actually the expectation of scripture, you know, is for his followers today to be on mission in this world, uh, wherever God places and sends us. So, um, yeah, I'm excited by that anyway. And when Jesus called his apostles, he said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. That's missional. And in Matthew 10, we discussed this last week about the apostles and their mission effort. Apostles sent out ones, Uh, Today, missionaries are, all of us are missional, but we have those that are specifically called to go to different places and to give themselves to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Jesus spent three years preparing 12 men to carry the gospel throughout the world. And uh, again, we notice what happened to Judas's carrot. He betrayed Christ and he would, he would commit suicide and end it. But again, you had a man called Matthias and then Apostle Paul, born out of due time, called the Apostle of the Gentiles to join them. But in Matthew chapter 10, I want to refresh our memory about these 12 men that Jesus called first. It says, in, again, Matthew 10, 1, Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Here are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, also called Peter. Then Andrew, Peter's brother. James, the son of Zebedee. John, James's brother. Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas. Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus. Thaddeus 
Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. That's the exact reading. Now, Nathan, when we see these 12, we find out that Jesus, uh, you know, named the 12, but you can't help, and we didn't go over this last week, you think of the 12 tribes that were in the nation of Israel, and God would give those tribes the law before they came into the land of promise. He had already given it to Abraham, but again, they were occupying it again. And we see them being missional. Uh, I love the geography of, of the world. I love the geography of the Bible. But God placed them right there at that strategic place between three continents that when people would go by land from continent to continent, many times the, the journeys would take them through what is called, we call it the, the, the Holy Land today, through their area. And God had told them how to treat strangers. God had told them how to live their lives. Even that was missional in God's purpose, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, tying that in like like you're doing, you know, you see the 12 tribes occupying the land. Um, God was sending them in to possess the land and and to help establish the, the, the new nation. And you go back out into the New Testament and you see God uh, through Jesus sending out a new 12. Um, and yeah, I think there's a significance to you know, that representative number, um, but they're sending out into the whole world to possess, uh, if you will, the world for the, for the glory of God. And last week, we went over several of the uh, apostles. We want to go over the rest of them today. And the one that we finished on, we kind of did it quickly, was John the apostle. He was the son of Zebedee, the brother of James, uh, called the sons of thunder. He is also called the beloved apostle, the apostle whom Jesus loved in the gospel of John. And and he seemed to have a special relationship with Jesus. And uh, he seems, and, and this is the more documentation about John's death, seems to be it. he was the only one that was not martyred. Now, there are some people think he was, but by and large, most of the evidence shows that he did die a natural death, a long death, after he had uh, lived in Ephesus, wrote the Gospel of John, wrote the three epistles, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and the book of Revelation on, on the Isle of Patmos. Now, Nathan, John really had a, a, a full ministry. We feel like the others did as well, but the Bible kind of carries us along with John to see uh, how God would use him. He, he, but they think he died a natural death, but a long death, a, a, a long yeah. life, I should say. Right, yeah. And, you know, um, we, we read about that last, uh, last episode uh, as Peter and Jesus are talking, and, and John's there in the background, and Jesus predicts Peter's death, and we've talked about that. Uh, if you didn't get to hear the last uh, episode, you can go back and catch that on the podcast. But, uh, you know, John is also referenced there in that conversation where, you know, what if what if he doesn't die, basically? In other words, what if John lives a long life? And that that plays into why we also think that 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 happened with John. But part of John's uh, life was spent in the in the city of Ephesus, uh, where Paul would also spend a good part of his life. It's interesting to see how these apostles 
lives would intersect from time to time, how they would work together at different moments in time. And, you know, again, we don't know everything, but it's, it's interesting to track how John, uh, you know, got to move around and was sent to the Isle of Patmos and got to write a lot of, um, you know, what would become books of the Bible. So, um, you know, God will use each of us, you know, applying this to us today. God will, uh, will use each of us in different ways. Um, and so whichever way that God chooses to use us, we should be obedient to that and know that God has his purposes for our lives, but it's for his glory. Amen. Uh, the next apostle that I want to look at is Philip. Now, uh, we know of two Philips in the Bible, and sometimes, according to what I read, uh, sometimes it's hard to keep which one which did this. But Philip, the apostle, uh, was one that was an evangelist. He, he is mentioned. The other Philip is the, uh, the Philip the deacon, and uh, they cross, their names come up quite often, and sometimes they don't know which one is referred to in history. But uh, Philip was, again, the apostle, was, was probably martyred. Uh, we don't know everything about him. They think it was around 80 A.D. that he was martyred and killed, and they think it was in, uh, again, uh, a Greek city, Hyperpolis. And, and so when we find that Philip, he, he was faithful. Remember early on, he was the one that was under a tree, and he and Nathaniel and all of them as they were talking. Nathaniel's probably Bartholomew, by the way. They, he probably had two right. names. But, but Philip was used early to bring others, and it sounds like, according to the little information we have uh, about him later in life, he died a martyr's death, but he was faithful to the end. It sounds that way, Nathan. Yeah, speaking of Philip, um, you know, he, he preached in uh, Phrygia. And like you said, he was uh, martyred uh, probably by crucifixion in Hierapolis. And that actually, I, I got to visit that location a few years ago. That's yeah, I, actually, thought, I thought that was true. I, I yeah. was, yeah. It's in uh, modern day Turkey. It's uh, just north. I mean, you, you, can, you can see it when you're in uh, Laodicea, uh, Laodicea in, the, uh, in the excavations and the ruins of Laodicea. You can look across the valley and see. Uh, Hierapolis, and they actually have um, kind of monuments and markers where uh, historically they think that Philip Philip died there. The other Philip, and I just want to, you know, visit just for a second. Not one of the apostles, but one of the seven, and, and we call I call them deacons. I think they were the pre-runner of what deacons should be. But he turned into evangelists, and he had daughters that were preachers. Uh, are prophetess, speakers, sharers of the faith. And so, Philip, that name comes across pretty good. Simon, you have two Simons, you know, two or three Judes. Jude's very common. So a lot of times in history, uh, it's difficult to know which ones are talking about all the time. But that's as much as we do know about Philip. The other that I want to talk about, again, I think in double name, Bartholomew or Nathaniel, uh, Nathaniel uh, is one of my favorite uh, characters in the Bible, and I'm talking about the New Testament because in him there was no guile, there was no pretense. Uh, don't you love people like that? You know that just yeah. that's who they are, no matter where they are or who meets them. That's who they are, and that was Bartholomew Nathaniel, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and um, 
you know, we can spend a lot of time looking at each of these going back to Philip, the deacon. And I apologize for keeping uh, going back. No, go ahead. I'd love to hear it. (laughs) But you know how Philip, um, and we read in Acts that he went uh, down to a, you know, to a a desert place um, and met uh, in the Ethiopian eunuch who was, who was traveling back to Ethiopia out of Jerusalem. And God kind of had arranged that, that appointment, that meeting. And, uh, the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, surrendered his life to Jesus, was baptized, and then carried that message of Jesus to uh, to Africa, to uh, to Ethiopia, and where from that point, you know, historically there, you know, was a strong witness, a strong church in in Ethiopia, um, even corresponding a little bit possibly with um, with Matthew. Matthew uh, traditionally has been thought to have made the trip down to Ethiopia. Well, let's so, just talk about Matthew a minute, and we'll come back to Bartholomew since we went there with Matthew. This is amazing. You were cr- talking about earlier how the apostles would uh, would come together. I, I can't imagine them meeting one another from time to time and renewing yeah. their uh, relationships. And I, I can just hear the conversations because I know how that goes. I remember when Jesus did this or he said that, and it would encourage them. But think about Matthew getting to Ethiopia, as you said, and they're already being believers there because the issue with Stephen probably happened earlier than Matthew got down there. They could have been down there close to the same time. But again, Ethiopia became a, I won't call it a bastion, but compared to the rest of of that continent, uh, it was a, a, a place of of great uh, Christian heritage, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of tradition and stories and even legend, if you will, that has come out of Ethiopia uh, regarding uh, Christianity and, and you know, what the church um, kind of looks like there might be a little bit different uh, than what we uh, are kind of that we track in uh, church history. But um, still, God, you know, sent uh Philip to meet the Ethiopian eunuch. He sent the Ethiopian eunuch to to Ethiopia back home, and the gospel went there. and And so, it's uh you know it's really amazing to hear. Um, there is a, I, I would say even these days a common uh, thought among some people that you know Christianity is a is a white person is a European religion, and it doesn't have anything to do with Africa or. Uh, or black people or anything like that, but right in the scriptures, you know, right from the very beginning, uh, the gospel uh, went out from from Jerusalem, but it went real early. Uh, in fact, earlier than it went to Europe, it went into Africa and into Ethiopia. Amen. And it's still going today. And we're this is the neat thing about it in Christ, that's who we are. We're brothers. We're sisters in Christ. And uh, it bridges all of those differences in Christ. Well, going back to Marth- Bartholomew or Nathaniel, again, uh, tradition had him being beheaded, but possibly flayed. In other words, they, I mean, that this is horrible, but just used a knife and, and, and just sliced him skin off. It, it was one of the most hideous of the possibilities of martyrdom that you could ever think of. I know some were pulled apart 
uh, you know, put chains on them and pull them apart, putting them in logs and sawing them into. Uh, a lot of these martyrs that we see in the Bible, in the book of Hebrews, you hear a lot about that. And, and Nathan, but Bartholomew seemed to be one of those that really uh, met a violent death. Yeah, and you know, when we you hear this or you study about it and you, we talk about uh, these martyrs, the apostles, how, how they gave their life for the for the uh, for the cause of Jesus, and even you know, there's more martyrs modern day yeah. than there ever have been. You know, even in the, this year, in the last few years. But when you think about that, you know, we're not trying to glorify martyrdom, and we're not trying to lift up uh, the the martyrs. They're simply witnesses to what they know is true. And if you think about it, um, if they didn't believe a hundred percent that this was true, would they have met these deaths? You know, would they have, if they were all holding on to some conspiracy or some lie that, you know, if they thought that, well, Jesus really didn't rise from the dead, but we're going to, we're going to make everybody think that, well, they would have easily given that up. Um, that, you know, that if it was a lie, they would have given that up well before they came to a, such a violent death. So the fact that each of these people, and there's so many uh, willingly give their lives for what they know is true that should inspire us, but also encourage us to to stand fast and to hold fast to the truth that we know. Amen. Uh, let me just say this. This is uh, Exploring Missions, Bert and Nathan with you, and we're going through the apostles and how they were missional uh, in their life after Pentecost, and those 12 men would stand and preach the gospel and so many things, but then dispersion, they would leave from there and go in all directions. And one of those that went in another direction was Thomas. Uh, we know, I would say Thomas and his death and where it occurred is is pretty well documented in India, uh, Nathan. Uh, they even have, you know, a marker there recognizing the Apostle Thomas is bringing the Christian message to India. That and Now, this is the guy who's called Doubting Thomas. That doesn't sound like he's very weak to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like like a, a few of the apostles, uh, Thomas went uh, eastward, and for most of them, that, in, that meant uh, Persia, what we would say modern-day Iran, that area. Um, but Thomas seemed to have gone further east, um, all the way all the way to India and possibly even really far south into India, that subcontinent there, um, which is, you could say, modern-day Kerala state. I've got friends that are from there and friends that are actually currently there uh, doing ministry work in, in Kerala state, as bad as things are currently in India with the COVID uh, pandemic. Um, but, you know, you could go and actually see that marker where historically, traditionally, they believe Thomas made it that far south preaching the gospel as he went. And he was speared. That's pretty definite as well. A lot of these, they was he stoned or beheaded? But with Thomas, the place and how uh, is pretty definite. So I would say this great man of faith who wanted to make sure Jesus had risen from the dead, and we're sure of that today. Well, let's go to another one that has a name like someone else. Matter of fact, three James that we have listed. James, the one who died earlier on, and, and, and we know he died. And then we find out also 
that James, the son of Alphaeus, he was mentioned here, but also James, the brother of Jesus, whom probably wrote the book of James that's in the Bible. Again, we don't know a lot about James of Alphaeus, but we do know this, that it was probably a martyr's death that he would give his life. And like you said, uh, Nathan, all of these men, not a one of them recanted. Every one of them stood firm under the end concerning the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if you don't think that was dangerous, just read the, the book of Acts and find out every time they'd talk about the resurrection, there'd usually be an uprising. And uh, so all of these men stood strong, and James of Alphaeus is one of them. And a lot of folks think he made it to Egypt, and that's the. Uh, there's more information about him being in Egypt. There's others, but it seems like he probably went to Egypt, Nathan. Yeah, there's, you know, if you do any sort of traveling in the, in the, what you could call the Mediterranean or even the Middle East or um, even Central um, Asia to an extent, uh, you'll find historical uh, markers and um, stories of, of places where they can say, hey, so-and-so traveled here or this person from the Bible, um, uh, usually the, the New Testament, this person came here. Uh, and they did this here. Now, some of that you have to take with a grain of salt because, you know, uh, some of that is just kind of uh, for tourism purposes, if you will. But there is some truth in a lot of that. And so um, it's really interesting to, to know that, you know, this is history and it's Bible history, but it's living history. And the people who were sent out by Jesus, uh, the apostles, um, because of them and their faithfulness, to be obedient to that to that sending and that that message of the gospel that they proclaimed and shared, uh, it's because of them that we are sitting here talking about this. It's, it's because of them that we have this good news and we have the hope of that resurrection that they gave their lives to uh, to proclaim. So, you know, we're in a long line of uh, people who have been sent out by Jesus to take the gospel to all the nations. And the other, the next two are kind of grouped together. They weren't necessarily together as apostles, although they were listed close by. Jude, who had different names, Thaddeus and so forth, but also Simon the Zealot. Uh, they, a lot of folks think that they kind of stuck together. In other words, Jesus sent them out two by two. Uh, it sounds like these two may have done part of their journeyings together. Now, we don't know, but several of the historical documentations place them together, even dying together. And so we find out that uh, they made their way all the way through Syria, and we know that they would give themselves, a, 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 you know, to, to Christ and even further, Ethiopia is mentioned as a possibility. Matthew's the main one in Ethiopia, but some people think Simon the, Simon the Zealot. Now, let's talk just a minute about him. Don't have a lot of time, but why was called a zealot? Well, he was part of a political party. Isn't it amazing who all Jesus called to be his apostles, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, I mean, from all ends of the political spectrum to all ends of the socioeconomic uh, spectrum, um, you know, those weren't the things that qualified them. Uh, Jesus is the one who qualified them, and he's the same one who qualifies us, no matter, you know, what background we might have. And we talked about Judas Iscariot and how he died. He hung himself. 
he probably uh, stayed there long enough that he would swell and heaviness would break the limb and he would bust, burst asunder. Uh, but Judas is carried. So what they did after he did, they decided they was going to find someone to take his place. And they did this in the book of Acts. And uh, Matthias became the one who would take his place. We don't know very much about him, uh, very little. He's the least known, but uh, again, him being chosen uh, means that he had some qualifications. He had seen the risen Lord. He had been taught by him. And so a lot of folks think that he may have died up in, in part of Europe and Asia, right in that area, Nathan. But it sounds like he was faithful to the end all the way, doesn't it? Yeah. So, you know, just like one of Jesus' parables of, of workers in the, in the vineyard, um, even the workers who came at the end or later than the, the first, you know, they were given the same amount of, uh, of pay. Um, Matthias kind of is, is one like that. He, he might have taken uh, Judas's place, but he was also, uh, you know, he was rewarded um, with a martyr's reward. And uh, he was he was faithful to, to the end for him, himself as well. Well, that brings us to the last one that we're going to cover in, in these two uh, lessons. And it's the Apostle Paul. He was called an apostle, born out of due time, born later than the others. But he had seen the risen Lord on the road to Damascus. We know that. But he was also called the, uh, you know, the apostle to the Gentiles. His missionary journeys... Uh, still took him to Gentile territory, but part of his plan was he would first find a synagogue and go and worship with them, would, would he not? Yeah, he, he, he did not neglect uh, ministry to, to the Jewish people. Um, in, in fact, it was his heart for the Jewish people to, to follow Jesus. Uh, but his call was definitely uh, toward the Gentiles as well. So Wherever Paul went, when there was a synagogue, that's where he would first uh, begin his his uh, local ministry. One of the most amazing places is when he got to Philippi, and they didn't have a synagogue because they didn't have 10 adult Jewish men there. So he went to the riverbank, or I call it the creek bank, where Lydia and her household and probably others were gathered and worshiped there, and he had present to them Jesus. He always did. But talking about his life, we know that he was arrested and spent time in jail. Uh, we find out at the end of Acts chapter 28, he's imprisoned. Now, it seems like he was under house arrest, and it seems and probably he was released from there, and he went on further and came back to Rome where he would be in Second Timothy. It seems like he's in bondage and in stocks there, and this is all before his death, isn't it? Yeah, and so we don't have necessarily a, a biblical record of of Paul making it to Spain, but we knew that was his desire. And uh, in all probability, he did. He made it all the way to Spain. Um, and, and at that time, uh, Spain uh, was sort of seen as the uh, the ends of the earth. And so Paul saw as his calling, uh, you know, that he was supposed to fulfill uh, in part that scripture, that to be a witness even unto the ends of the earth. And how did he die? It looked like he was beheaded. In Rome, uh, around 70, 68, 70 A.D., by Nero. But faithful to the end. Nathan, I would say that about each and every one of them. And I would say this is my prayer, that me, myself, you, and everyone would be faithful to the end. That's what we want to do, isn't it? It is. We want to be able to say, like Paul did, that 
you know, even though if we're being poured out like a drink offering, that we're uh, faithful all the way to the end, like a like a good farmer, like a good uh, athlete, and like a good soldier. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. We appreciate you and be one of those missionaries that goes out and is faithful. <laughs>